0: Welcome to the Inner Growth Podcast. I'm Laurel Brown, founder of Inner Evolution. I'm a mama of two an authentic yoga enthusiast, and a personal development junkie. Coming at ya from Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. Each week, Inner Growth takes all of my experience and knowledge of personal development and spreads it across the globe to teach, guide, and assist you in your personal journey of inner growth. Get ready to experience self-love, self-development, and soul-searching with Inner Growth. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Laurel Brown here, host of Inner Growth, the podcast, and you may have noticed that I took a hiatus all of June. That was because I was doing some personal development of my own, doing some inner growth, inner connection, and inner work, and also was taking my yoga teacher training in person. So I spent the month of June really focusing on myself, focusing on that growth, and that is why there was no podcast. That being said, I am so excited to be back offering these podcasts weekly, starting with today's episode. We're going to be talking to Britt Kish. She is a mentor, a friend, someone who inspires me on the daily, and I cannot wait for you to hear her story. Today, she tells her story about life, about loss, and about personal development. Britt, tell the audience about who you are today. <laughs> well, today. <laughs> uh, well, uh, that was
1: what I was going to say. It just really depends on the day. Yeah. <laughs> but if we're asking for, I guess, job description. And yes. Yeah. More of that sort of stuff. I am one of the owners of Pure Living Yoga I'm just outside of Regina. Um, I'm a teacher there, run the business there. That's kind of my main an only gig? <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're full-time basically do most of the marketing stuff. I have a business partner so mm-hmm. we kind of take on different roles, but anything yeah. that you see on the online world tends to be my tends my baby and yes. I love it. So. Yes.
0: Awesome. So today we're really going to talk about, you know, personal development, where you've been, where you are now. So let's go back. When did you start, you know, personal development, interconnection, yoga in your life?
1: Personal development was never really a decision that I made to pursue. Mm -hmm. It was kind of one of those things that just fell into the journey of my life. Yeah. Perhaps through, like, people, different relationships, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it's just kind of always been there. Because I've never necessarily known what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I hated that question. Yeah. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'm eight. And I'm like, yeah. What kind of question is that? Yeah. And yeah. so I've never really known the details of what I've wanted to pursue in terms of a career, but I've always known how I've wanted to feel. Yes. Um, so that's kind of been the guiding force mm-hmm. through that. So you just kind of find different things along the way. And mm-hmm. it's always led back to the more work you put into yourself mm-hmm. and being a good human, mm-hmm. the more easily you can connect
0: with others to be good humans yes. together. totally. I love how you say, how I want to feel. Like, that's what you want to do. It's based on how you want to feel. Because in today's society, everyone conforms, right? You go to school, then you go to school again, and then you work 9 to 5, and that's your life, right? <laughs> and it's not always based on your intuition or how you want to feel or anything no. no. like <laughs> And I remember writing an essay in grade eight because the question for the essay mm-hmm. topic was,
1: what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And I wrote a whole essay on that. I wanted to be happy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that so yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> so you wanted to be happy. You based your decisions around how you want to feel. And what led you to then yoga?
1: I have been moving my entire life mm-hmm. and I didn't really realize that, Movement was what kept me sane. Mm-hmm. I had like really it, looking back, that's very obvious, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um, grew up dancing, so I danced for 14 years, yeah, and then transitioned into cheerleading. I did that for eight years, um, mm-hmm. competitively through university, mm-hmm. um, won a couple national championships awesome. and yeah. got to go to worlds in Florida, yeah, and I've just always had that physical. Mm -hmm. structure that physical routine Mm -hmm. my entire life. Yes. And just throughout that I had dabbled here and there with yoga. Yeah. But you'd go to classes and it's kind of like people were just going through the motions Mm -hmm. and and you know it felt good. You know like you left feeling lighter Mm -hmm. and all of those things Mm -hmm. but uh, there was was just not a whole lot of connection to it. Yeah. Um, Because I already had a spiritual practice of some sort. um, And I had a physical practice, but never had I had the two together. So every yoga class that I had gone to was just physical. There was no depth to it, which again was still okay. The physical part of Mm -hmm. the practice is what helps you go deeper Mm -hmm. into that more unknown side of the practice. And then I quit cheerleading, Mm -hmm. quit university, Mm -hmm. and Basically, didn't have a movement practice anymore and right. went crazy. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. was miserable. Yeah. I was depressed. I was anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, just straight awful. Yeah. And so after I kind of made the decision to quit those things and when I made the decision to quit everything that was making me unhappy. Yeah. Um, very quickly I fell back into movement because I quit and I said for the next two months just worry about you do what makes you happy. Yes. Yeah. I was like, give yourself two months. That's that's not a lot in the grand scheme of right. things. Right, yeah. <laughs> and within those two months, probably two weeks, I was convinced by my sister-in-law to go to a yoga class and yeah. went into this class, again, just kind of expecting it to be what I had done before. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this teacher um, just... Ha- was the strongest physical practice that I had ever experienced in yoga, mm-hmm. but was able to tie it in so well with the mental component mm-hmm. that it was like a whole new world. My mm-hmm. mind was blowing class one with her. Yeah. Um. Six months later, we turned into business partners. Yeah. and opened up a business, like, yeah. and it wasn't a conscious decision. It was just like, this feels right. Yes. Let's just do it.
0: Yes, exactly, exactly. I remember my first class with Brenna. And I, I felt the same way, just, like, yeah. blown away by how she connects movement with spirit, right? Yes. And the, the real yoga in, mm-hmm. in my mind, so. Um, and you said that you had a spiritual practice prior to this. So what was that like for you? It
1: wasn't... Um very organized. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. it was just kind of when you first experience those aha moment and like mm-hmm. that first moment of feeling enlightened and connected to yourself. Like, again your whole world yes opens up. So you kind of experiment with absolutely everything and some of it's a little was yep. <laughs> a little out there. But yep. you, you learn how to scale back and find what works for you. So mm-hmm. again there wasn't much organization in my spiritual practice but you mm-hmm. just there's something more. Yes. Yeah. Basically whatever I could do to try and
0: experience that was Mm -hmm. what I would do. Mm -hmm. And what got you started with that? Like what was the first thing that you, you dabbled with or.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Um, I guess you could say (laughs) throughout the process of my life, I made interesting decisions. um, We all do. (laughs) We all do. Yeah. Um, and I have experimented with um, psychedelic substances yep, before. And, absolutely. And that was definitely a part mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It was definitely never the end. Yeah. Like the means to the end. Yep. But it definitely helped kickstart being able to connect with that. And I don't need that. Mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. n- realizing that you never really did. Yeah. But experiencing it at such a height. Yes you're I'm much was able to find that then outside of those circumstances yeah (laughs) I was 17 and um to be honest and I was with someone at the time Mm -hmm. that led me to that spot because I probably wouldn't have got there yeah on my own never was like forced into something like that right right but you know you're young you're Mm -hmm. in love you're blind (laughs) so you kind of go for it but I saw two extremes happen I saw myself um take it and run in a positive direction, but that the partner I was with, I saw him take that and fall into a deep, deep hole that yes. eight years later he has not gotten out of, and it's yeah. horrible and sad, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's just, you know, you have different types of people, and it right. ends up being different ways, and I'm, I'm luckily because I come from an addictive family, and mm-hmm. um, I'm lucky that, yes, that I was able to take the positive and not
0: ever feel like I needed it. Right. And then found that through yoga, through mm-hmm. connection, through spirit, and all the other yeah. things in your life, right? Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. You, you do see it go one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So during, you know, the changes and the transformations that you've made throughout your life, what challenges have you had to face? today
1: was a challenge. Like, <laughs> like realistically, yeah. there's challenges along at each totally. and every part. Yes. Um. Yeah. But I guess going back to the fact that I had quit university, quit yes. school, quit yeah. my movement practice. Um, it kind of came... I was forced into it because of a, a situations. And I find um, that there's two things that happen to people in their life that will change the trajectory of where they're going and yeah. those things for me have always been love mm-hmm. and they've always been loss yes the two yeah. polar opposites mm-hmm. the best feelings in the world and the worst feelings and experiences right so the biggest one was losing my dad so sometimes it comes in loss of love and this was not right. a, this was loss of love and this was loss of a person. Of life, yeah. Yeah, loss of love and loss of life. And very unexpected. My parents were on a trip in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And he suffered a massive heart attack and, like, happened probably Just... within, a, like, a half hour. And wow. like, okay. And thank gosh that my aunt and uncle were there to support my mom as she was going through that. Because, mm-hmm. like, they're the ones that took him to the hospital. Like, there was... Right. Nothing anyone could have done. Yeah. So yeah, get a phone call at six in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what it was. And actually, the first thing out of my mouth was my poor mom. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So the, they told me, and I actually like I heard words. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't actually comprehend what right. the sentence was. Yeah. So my response was, "Who? <laughs> what did you just say?" Like yeah. I actually didn't. Yeah it yeah. didn't register in my brain yeah then I said oh my gosh like my poor mother because mm-hmm. my parents were so in love mm-hmm. to the point where I'm like you made my expectations of love yeah. so high she <laughs> yes. so, yeah so I'm like I could not imagine that because she's then losing the love of yes. her life yes um and then after, like as we're driving I was like how will I feel finish school because I was kind of going to school for him yeah um, my, my whole family for generations have been business owners mm-hmm. and I think I always knew that's what I wanted but no one had ever done the university thing so yes. I was like oh I could like he wanted me to be the first person to do that he ne- yeah. again never forced me into it but right. like that would have made him proud so I was like yeah let's try this out yeah I went because I wanted to be yeah. a cheerleader <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah so everything kind of came crashing down all at once, and I actually went to school the next day um, mm. after I found out because they were they were in Hawaii, like they were across the world, right? And yep. I was like, well, I can't just sit here. Like she's not here. Yep. Like I have no thing, yep. nothing confirming this. So I actually like went to my practices mm-hmm. that week. I went to school that week, mm-hmm. and. Because movement was the only thing that kept me sane. It was right. the only place where I could go and kind of cut yeah. myself off from that. Yeah. Because she didn't come home for about two weeks, and it actually took about a month for the funeral to happen. Oh wow. Yeah. So it was a big waiting game, and I yeah. and I couldn't be still. I'm no. not a still person. Yeah. So I actually continued with school for about a year without cheerleading. So. Right. Doing the thing I hated without the movement park <laughs> yeah. that kept me there. Yes. Um, past, oh, like, past classes, didn't pass some, and, yeah. like, again, just not happy. So that was what prompted my decision to quit. Right. Um, and without quitting, without that happening, I would have missed all these other opportunities Mm -hmm. to just do my own thing and to actually do what was making me happy Mm -hmm. versus what I thought I had to do to make other people happy, even though they didn't expect that of me. I
0: expected that of myself. Right. We put that pressure on ourselves, you know, just those societal norms that we're supposed to like conform to. Right. And, and not even that, like it's, it feels good to make Mm -hmm. other people happy too. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's a combination of both, but it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's it's sad that that had to happen in order for you to be where you are today. Yeah. Um, but I guess you can always, you know, ex- express gratitude for his life, too.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, and
1: sometimes I guilt myself for... Um, being able to take those positive things from it. Again, I don't feel good about it by any means. No, 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 yeah. But I just know that that situation had to happen for me to wake... Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, you can (laughs) swear. To wake
0: the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Like... Yeah, right. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know in yoga, in personal development, in, you know, a spiritual life, we know that things happen for a reason. Mm -hmm. You know, as hard as they are and as challenging as they are, they are there to teach you lessons and then you bring your lessons to the rest of the world, right? So, um, yeah, that's definitely a challenge that you had to face, (laughs) hey? And how are you, how are you processing that today? Like, how long ago was this?
1: Um, I was 21, so I actually just turned 25 last month. Right, um, yeah. So it's been about three and a half years, mm-hmm. which seems mm-hmm. absolutely so bananas. Yeah, hey. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it like, it's weird because you think certain days are going to be where you're sad or. Right. Like, the grief, it just comes up. And just the most unexpected ways, like mm-hmm. you're driving and listening to a good song and all of a sudden you're just angry. Yeah. You're just super angry, but yeah. so you're always processing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's one of those things.
0: Yeah. And what do you ever do? Stops. Is it movement? Is it the studio? Like to, if you could give advice to someone on, on loss like that and what they could possibly do to, you know. So step one,
1: Yeah. let yourself feel it. Yeah. Um, when you're going through shitty situations, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're going through it, it seems like it's forever yeah. and forever and forever. And you just do not feel like you'll ever feel better. Right. Until you do. And you, right. and then when you are feeling better, you're able to look back and be like, okay. Mm-hmm. It felt like a really long time, but realistically, yeah. there's yeah. something bright on the end other right. side right. you just have to be patient yeah. and let yourself get there so it does take um for me it, I just have to stop yeah um because I didn't want to but right. I, th- so then I was forced to right like yeah very much forced to having to stop so yeah. even if I'm just having like a, a bad day mm-hmm. um I, I'll sit down just take five breaths yeah. um I I personally use angel cards or oracle cards whatever mm-hmm. you'd like to call them and again I always go into this with caution because you have different opinions. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's not something that that I necessarily use because I think they're telling me my future or giving me advice in any sense. But they're always positive, beautiful messages. So if you just need a moment, to, Mm -hmm. you just need to stop. So you have to physically remove yourself from... The thought process that you're in to stop, to sit down, to bring an object out and then place things down and read messages. And whether they resonate with you or not, it still was this moment where you took yourself out of the thought pattern that you were in to pause and move into a different thought pattern. Right. And just take that break, you know, Mm -hmm. from from those thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, So it's, it's different things for different people. Some days it's, some days I go move. Some, some days I just sit there. Mm -hmm. Some days you go and talk, you go and cry to your mom. Like there's so many different ways Mm -hmm. to pause, to feel it, to let it out Mm -hmm. so that you can move on.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Then you can face this challenge you started practicing, you know, with Brenna. Mm-hmm. Was it at the studio? Did she own it at the time? No. no. Um, it was out of
1: a gym, out oh. of the local gym. Yeah. And I knew that she wanted to um, have another space and things were kind of going a little haywire at that, mm-hmm. n- in that space. Mm-hmm. And again, it wasn't a decision. Yeah. Um, I remember driving home one day and I'm like, I feel like... I should ask her if she wants a business partner <laughs> like, yeah had yeah. not thought about it at all had not planned like there was no business plan at least on my end yeah this was something she's been thinking about right. right um but I'm like okay if she's at the gym right now um yeah I'm just I'll go just stop and see if she wants to grab a coffee so I stopped in and yeah. I'm like hey do you want to go were that you guys because, friends at this yeah, time? Yeah, okay. well, She you, she's so easy to yeah, talk to. I enough. probably just, like, spilt way too much of my life to this person who didn't <laughs> really know me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we would go out for coffee, and I just said, well, this was after she kind of put me through a process of a little bit of teacher training. Um, mm-hmm. Encouraged me to do a workshop without necessarily being fully trained. Just kind of pushed me into yeah, it and said, let yeah. me know if you want to teach full-time or part-time. yeah. And my, so my answer for her was, well, I want to teach full time, but I'd like to be your business partner. Yeah. She said, perfect. I was going to ask you, I was just waiting to see if you would do it first. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. So the actual physical location of pure living yoga
0: came from us coming together. Right. Right. And, and, you know, for me, I'm someone who takes action right away when I feel it in my gut. Yeah. Yeah, That's just like. Oh, it feels good. Okay, I'm going to do it. And then if it works out, great. If it doesn't, I learn something and I'll move on. So, yeah. you know, from, I always, this makes me curious, right? So from the time that you chatted with her, your now business partner, to the time the like Pure Living opened up, like, was it a year? Was it two years? Was it months? Like, how did the process go?
1: It was about eight months.
0: Eight months, yeah. Of yep. meeting each other.
1: Yeah. Um, Just knowing that we connected
0: mm-hmm.
1: and going for it, yeah. I, on my 23rd birthday, our loan had not come through yet. Yeah. And I had some savings. I, am like to believe I'm responsible. <laughs> re- disregard my previous story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I've always like set myself up. Yeah. Um, very well. So I yeah. did have some savings. So on my 23rd birthday, I actually spent $10,000 yeah. on wood <laughs> Yeah. and that was June 20th. Yeah. And, September 6th we opened so Amazing. within okay. two months we had all of our materials plans mm-hmm. the renovated and in a blank space of 4,000 square feet like yeah. literally
0: from the floor yeah up yeah we built the whole thing within two months yeah and you it never thought quick. you would be a yoga teacher or studio owner or was that something that you again looking back it makes a lot of sense yeah, um, yeah. It, it aligned with what
1: I was learning with in school, I was in biology. So dealing with the body, Mm -hmm. um, it aligned with the spiritual things that I loved. It aligned Mm -hmm. with the scientific things that I loved. It it aligned with everything. And I always Mm -hmm. knew I wanted to own a business, but again, I didn't necessarily have a solid picture of that Mm -hmm. was because I work more based off feeling than necessarily like visualizations. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's amazing how it all comes together.
1: You know, Mm -hmm. when you let
0: it and when you you jump on those cues. Yeah, when you trust your instincts. Yes. Yes. Which is challenging to do sometimes. It's Mm -hmm. it's easy to let the ego get in the way and then you start questioning yourself and questioning your thoughts and feelings and whatnot. Um so that's exciting about the studio. Now, yoga itself, um, the practice for you and movement like we just discussed is the connection right do you use yoga in any other way or is it just to connect within while you're for
1: me i i find yoga to just be like the most beautiful metaphor for life yes <laughs> yes i love that uh, yeah because it's it's a controlled setting in a sense yeah. um you go into a room mm-hmm. you work through certain things you're guided mm-hmm. and you just build awareness to notice things as they come up. Mm-hmm. So when you're moving through a practice, if if you're sitting there and you're comparing yourself to every single person that's in the room, mm-hmm. if you don't balance on that leg for the full <laughs> 30 seconds that you're holding it and you mm-hmm. come out and you're like, oh, well, you can't even balance. Like if, right. you, if you're talking like crap to yourself mm-hmm. during a practice... Mm-hmm there's a pretty good chance that you're talking like crap about yourself in uncontrolled yes. settings when you're not aware of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same thing goes if you're able to be on that mat, just be present in your body, take the falls, mm-hmm. take the learning curve, yeah. and just work to get better, not comparing yourself to someone else or mm-hmm. where you were the day before or where you want to be. You're just there. Yeah. There's a very good chance that when you leave that space, you're present in the rest
0: of your right, life. Right. Right. In those uncontrolled settings. Right. So it's a, you know, accurate, maybe, <laughs> representation of of your life.
1: Hey? One of my favorite sayings um, is the way you practice anything is
0: the way you practice everything. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. That's, yes, that is so true. Let's talk about your personal development slash yoga slash spiritual practices right now. Like, run the audience through what your day kind of looks like. One thing that I'm currently working on is having a little bit
1: more structure within mm. the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty good at, like, getting work done at a, in a certain amount of time yeah. or, like, you know, scheduling work things. But mm-hmm. when it comes to my personal practices, I actually struggle with mm-hmm. um, being consistent with things. And that's actually, that was one of my biggest struggles is being a business owner because when it comes to more of these like metaphysical personal practices or mm-hmm. a business you have no one to guide you right it is all you mm-hmm. so it's like where what step do I take first right and then how do you just keep taking those steps and then mm-hmm. organizing those steps once you'd figured out mm-hmm. what they are so I struggle with that in terms of like a personal <laughs> consistency and mm-hmm. in business yeah but for me it, it changes some mm-hmm. mornings I'll wake up Um, like, do a card reading, do a meditation. Yeah. Some mornings I wake up flying by the seat of my
0: pants. (laughs) Roll out of bed. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: it just depends. I know, like, generally for me, I go, go, go. And then at about 2 p.m., Mm -hmm. I have a lull. Mm -hmm. So usually at about that the afternoon lol nap time (laughs) yes yeah totally um is kind of where I would pause for the day and just do what feels right again based off how I feel not like oh you didn't meditate today or oh you didn't do this today right just like that maybe that didn't resonate with me right today absolutely but no honestly that's something that Mm -hmm. I'm working on is having more consistency, because structure, we all know, just helps create
0: good habits. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, for me, I know, like, my morning rituals, routine, like, that's what gets me through the day. Yeah. And then, then, you know, as evening goes, I do what I feel is right, mm-hmm. but that morning structure is really, um, you know, played a huge role in my life, and it's something I advocate for. <laughs> for me, yeah. balance is key. Yeah, you need totally. a little bit of
1: structure. You yeah. need a little bit of freedom. Yeah. Um, the best of all of the world. Yes, so that's, balance is the
0: aim of yeah. all all living creatures. Yes, <laughs> like, it is homeostasis. It so yes. Now, in regards to the future with yoga, with with your personal development, let's talk personal first, right? and then maybe business second. But when it comes to like your growth, what do you want to see? What are your goals and plans? Well, back to the, the previous question, that's,
1: m- what, like, yes, one of my yeah. most, like, goals I want right now is a little bit of structure, and I know... Yeah. Because the mornings that I wake up and I have structure mm-hmm. are always more productive. Yes. When yes. I take the time to journal in the morning, when mm-hmm. I take the time to, like, ease into <laughs> it and have a personal practice. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm looking to f- first find some structure in yeah. the morning, because... You start your day off on the right foot it's easier to flow with the rest of Absolutely. your day so that's kind of goal one is mm-hmm. like get a little bit of structure wake up a bit yeah. earlier yes it's like yeah. it's hard at the time but when yeah. you do it you're like why don't I do this every I know. day <laughs> I know Yeah, and I definitely want to start reading more yeah um, I go through phases sometimes I'll read like four books a month mm-hmm. and, then it, like, and then honestly it's probably been like I probably read three books this year
0: yeah like yeah
1: and it yeah. like it like, that's one thing, because yeah. reading's just good for, totally. again, for that pause, but also just for, like, yeah. being able to
0: communicate. Yeah, like, language. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And there's so much great knowledge and in, in wisdom in books as well. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and then if you could, you know, like, where do you see your business? Where do you see yoga for you? What's your dream, your vision with, you know, creating a positive impact in this world? Oh, so much. (laughs) Um, Well, right now we're kind of just
1: making sure that um, we have a solid foundation with the location that Mm -hmm. we have and making sure that things are kind of, in a sense, running themselves, like taking my, taking ourselves off the schedule the best that we can to see if the studio is self-sufficient so that we can go and do those bigger things. Yeah. I know that we both um, have other locations in mind, bringing Mm -hmm. on different people to help with those locations. Yeah. Just trying to kind of be like mobile, yeah, um, yeah. I know I like to have a bit of a home base, but mm-hmm. I see myself traveling, yes, like, tons. And yeah. the beautiful thing with yoga is that you can do that. So, retreats, mm-hmm. um, teacher training, yeah. I am actually going to my first teacher training, I've taken a small one, yeah, but I am I did everything very backwards. I started with business <laughs> teaching, yes. Um, but if I were to like I'll tell people sometimes that I'm actually not 200-hour certified and people don't believe yeah. it because it's not training that makes mm. someone good at what they Absolutely. do. It's a, it's experience. Yes,
0: totally. I had no idea.
1: <laughs> Where are you going? Are I'm you going, going to Costa Rica for a month in oh, January. Oh, fun. Yes. So once I have that under my belt, I'm def- I'll definitely be more confident to take on teacher trainings. Um, Brenna yeah. just hosted our very first one in... The studio, yes. But yeah. the goal is to run those trainings all over, yes. And yeah. we're also having our first retreats yes, in a couple of weeks here.
0: Yeah.
1: So same thing, have r- retreats in yeah. different places, mm-hmm. studios in different places, and yeah, just kind of be yeah. wherever I can be. <laughs> yes, absolutely,
0: and and making an impact and spreading yoga, you know, mm-hmm. real traditional yoga mm-hmm. um, around. That's wonderful. So for people who want to, uh, you know, learn about the retreat, learn about future things with you guys, where, where, where should they find you?
1: Our website's pretty easy, purelivingyoga.com. Yeah. Everything's kind of everything is on there. Yes. Yep. Um the retreats actually we sold out today. <gasps> ah, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. So That's we exciting. we technically don't have accommodations mm. anymore, but mm-hmm. there are still a few opportunities. We have extra offerings that if you're wanting to come do stand up paddleboard, there's spaces to do that. Yeah. If you for people who live closer to the area, if they want to come and, say, do the yoga and eat with us, mm-hmm. they can pay to do that. They yeah. just, we just don't have room for people to right. be staying overnight. But right. if there is anyone interested, just, like, call me. Yes. Yeah, Because there's, I have so many options for what it is that Absolutely. people want. I just can't give you a place to sleep at yes. this point.
0: And that's fine. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And uh, we'll make sure all the info is in the show notes so that mm-hmm. people can get a, get a hold of you that way. Um, so I guess, you know, we'll end this with anything else personal development wise that has either made an impact in your life or you would recommend, you know, for people to try or do or experience.
1: I think the pause is the biggest one. And I think sometimes when you're going through those big changes, you're lonely for a while because Mm -hmm. you don't have the people yet. Mm -hmm. Um, but you start to find those people and Mm -hmm. they trickle in slowly. And I know that that's how me and you uh, connected. Yeah. You just start to find the people who are in alignment with you and mm-hmm. as hard as it can be to remove yourself from things that aren't in alignment with you, yeah. again, going through those losses yeah, um, and feeling that, like it's not nice no. Um, no. to cut out, it's not easy to quit bad habits, it's not mm-hmm. easy to quit bad people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a part of the process. Right. Thank you for letting me talk. (laughs)
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. It's so good to, you know, share your story and hear that, you know, through challenges, through loss, through all of these things that, you know, could have made your life different than it is now that you've chosen to do positive with it. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, learn from it and grow from it and and create this community of pure loving yoga yeah
1: yeah and it's never going to be perfect and it isn't always going to be pretty
0: yeah but it is the big picture yes yeah it's
1: always yeah the whole puzzle absolutely (laughs) absolutely
0: well thank you for being here and for everyone listening i will put all the information on the show notes about how to get hold of brit how to learn about the studio, learn about the retreat and all the upcoming good stuff that they have going on. So that's Brit's story. I am so glad you guys had an opportunity to listen, you know, sharing about her truths, the challenges that she has had to face and where she is now really inspires and motivates, I know me, to, you know, keep on going to always know that there is lessons throughout life and to take those lessons and experiences and do what we can to make this world a better place. Side note as well, you guys, I am going to be actually teaching a workshop about fear at Brit's Pure Living Yoga Retreat. Now, I'll put all the information in the show notes, and I hope to see you all there. Thanks for tuning in, you guys, and I can't wait to share another story with you next week.